This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Lester Till I Die TV, your first choice for everything Lester City. Tune in and join in now. Hi, everybody. Jerry Taggart here. Now, be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube. I'm following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on, you foxes! Are you ready? I'm saying, are you ready? Good afternoon, fellow Fox fans. How the 
devil are you? Well, if you're anything like me, you are totally and utterly pissed off. You know, I don't mind losing games. This is football. It's a sport. There are winners and there are losers. But to lose a game in that fashion, and, you know, we always used to complain and say, oh, the referees were shit and the referee can't see this and the linesman can't do that. And the idea of having VAR, where there's an extra two, two, there's not just the VAR, and it was Peter Banks today. I've had Banks. I mean, that was a misprint, wasn't it? There's another guy as well. What the fuck were they doing? Because, quite honestly, it's a joke. It's Leicester Till I Die. We're on Facebook, Leicester Till I Die, the group. Twitter, at Leicester TID. YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV. Please get over there. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. It all helps the channel. It was Brighton versus Leicester. And uh, before I bring Brad in and before I look at any comments, I'm, I'm going to have a rant. I, I warned Brad that this was going to happen, so he's kind of expecting it. But do you know what? I just... Somebody said the other day, we're watching the Naples game, and the referee was pretty, pretty shit in that as well. And... People, I think somebody posted to me, wouldn't you like that standard of referee in the English Premier League? Well, actually, yes, I would. Because do you know why? The referee the other night was a darn sight fucking better than half the referees that we've got in the English Premier League. And the fact that some of them are actually sat on their asses with a nice warm cup of tea or probably a little whiskey, if, if truth be known, at um, whatever park it is where they're at, St George's Park, watching the game. And I don't think, I think, I think they must have been actually watching the West Ham Man United game because they couldn't have been looking at our game and taking the decisions in. I mean, the penalty. And I'm going to show you a picture here um, because you're telling me. That when you, the defender, hit, when the ball hits the defender, I know, yes, he's got his arm up, but it looked there like the bloody Brighton guy was punching him. And you're telling me that that was still given as a penalty. I mean, the referee, the linesman, you know, they're on the pitch. But, I mean, VAR sat and they're looking at that at three or four different angles. And then there's a the photograph. They must have had that sort of angle. What were they doing? You know, and... <sighs> Our, our disallowed goals. I mean, I tell you what now, I tell you what we do. We need to get people in to the refereeing positions that know what they are doing. Now, at the moment, you know, years ago, you say, oh, they're only amateurs, they're not professionals, and we were supposed to make them professional. Well, they're not professional. They're just fucking shit. You know, they wouldn't last five minutes if they were working that sort of standard for, for, for a company. And I know there's a, probably probably not even 10%, let's say 5% of footballers 
get a decent wage, and when they finish playing, we'll go on and work for Sky, go on and work for BT, Amazon, etc., etc. But there's 95% of players from the lower leagues that when they finish their footballing career, end up as a plumber, end up as a... Do you know what I'm saying? Postman. Why aren't those people being employed? Because they understand the game. They've played the game. They know, and, and they would bring a little bit of sense. And a little, <laughs> I use the word loosely when you come to the PMGOL, whatever it is. But, you know, if we gave these ex-players the chance to do this, they'd look at that and go, you couldn't have helped that. That wasn't deliberate. You know, <sighs> yeah, if we'd lost, and I thought we started well, then Brighton were all over us. So if we'd lost, fine. I tell you what, I think there's two people, certainly one person, sat down there at St George's Park or wherever it is, watching that game. That he's going home tonight with his wallet a little bit bigger than he went in. Because there's no way that that guy wasn't paid off to make those decisions. Do you agree with me? Well, let's have a look. Um, Munzi, good evening. How the devil are you, sir? Great show all the time. Thank you very much, sir. Um, Chelsea Perspective, hello and welcome to you. How the devil are you? Why isn't Roger starting to collect you after his brilliant form last season? We have asked that question. We have asked that question a few times. Facebook user, at some point today, Roger should have called his players off the pitch. We you kind of agree with me. I don't know whether we'd get away with that. We might might get into a little bit of trouble for that. But I think certainly somebody at the club should grow a pair of balls. And no, I don't think Susan, the chief executive, should, because that would be genetically impossible. But somebody needs to grow a pair of ball, balls and actually complain. Um, wrong team selection again. Only started playing when we were losing. VR was terrible. Uh, I think I've summed it all up. Well, we'll come on to the team selection. I, I was quite happy with that, to be honest with you. James, good evening. So how the devil are you? Um, <laughs> I think you've probably answered. You know the answer to that one already, young man. Uh, David S., I have a terrible headache after that match, Chris. Hope you are well anyway. You know, we, we actually leave. Brad will tell you, we actually leave about sort of 20 minutes to kind of calm down. I ain't fucking calm after that. I ain't fucking calm. Uh, Munzee. We never played well either, matey. No, but you got the win. You got the win. 2-1 Man United. Well done. Um, Chelsea perspective. The truth is, if you play well enough to win, you will win. I don't know. Do you? You can play brilliantly. And if you've got... Oh, playing against 11 men, the ref, and a couple of VAR people, will you win? Munzi, I mean, you mean, yeah, I guess you mean Man United. <laughs> no matter what the ref... Yeah, it's not the ref. It's the VAR as well. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chelsea. Come back to me when you have a VAR decision go against you and you lose a match. Come back to me and then say, we were playing well. We, 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 we should have won that. Come back and talk to me when that happens. Um, hi there, Chris. Hi there, Facebook user. Don't know who you are. Uh, static. Good evening. So how the devil are you? Arsenal fan. Two wins out of two. Um, ah, Arteta in. The process might be working. 
Uh, it's Stockley Park. Thank you very much. I couldn't. I problem is I wanted to say Rockley Park, which I knew was wrong, but is just down the road from me here in Poole. It's a caravan park, and if I said Rockley Park, it'd be wrong. So I went for St George's Park because at least it's kind of kind of linked, you know. Um, bit harsh that. I don't know what what's harsh there, Munzi. Um, 100% a big brown envelope was passed to an official at half time. Yes. Uh, the ref for the United West hand grain wasn't great either. Um, not sure what was worth the starting lineup or the refs. Both were shocking. Oh, we'll come on to that, David. And good evening. Thank you for joining us. How the devil are you? They did have one in the FA Cup final, to be fair. Um, I live around Brighton and I'm going to fight our corner. <laughs> Three shit decisions, absolute disgrace. I'll be interested to see what dear Dermot says on Sky. It will be interesting. No matter what he says now, it's done. We, we know we've, we've been fucked over, haven't we? But uh, anyway, I might not be the only person that feels this way, but some would call him the voice of reason. Some people would say the voice of normality. And other people would say, he's just Jesus. It's the Premier League post-match show with Chris with and Brad on Saturday Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. No, it doesn't work. Brad, good evening, young man. Good evening, mate. Well, I suppose it's a good evening. It's not really, well, is it? No, no. Um, I did warn you I was going to have a rant. Yeah, I could have gone and made myself a cup of coffee. I don't know. James, no, Leicester aren't being found out. Uh, I think we're finding out the VAR mm. officials, to be honest with you. You know. Um, <laughs> before we get into the match in detail, a quick sum. <laughs> I say this to you in hope more than expectation. A quick summing up on your feelings. <laughs> I actually think he's right. I think Leicester have been found out a little bit. We can talk about the decisions all day. I'm sure we will talk about them in detail later on. But at the end of the day, actually, I think Brighton figured us out. I think teams have figured us out. When we play with that one in up front, teams know how to deal with Leicester. I, I didn't see a great deal from Brighton at any point to really warrant them being 2-0 up, if I'm being honest. But they took their chances and we couldn't hit a barn door for the majority of the match until that wonderful goal that we scored. And it was wonderful, whether it was on a losing side or not. You know, just you know, you don't express in some goals don't deserve from losing side, well they were for that the way that film. I haven't I haven't was. seen it yet. Um the 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 uh, the what I was watching kind of froze. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched the, the highlights on my Sky Sports app, so I got to see mm. it again. I did catch it on a replay. On my on my stream, um, but yeah, to be honest with you, until we changed the shape a bit, we were actually figured out. I was actually sat there watching the game and thinking they figured out how to play the system. We can't afford this, and 
on another day would have turned that round and been talking about a great comeback from 2 0 down to win it 3 2. But here we are I mean, talking about two on the feet. I, I messaged you sort of about 10 minutes into the game and we were all over them. I mean, we had yeah, to, I know possession good. isn't the end of the world, but you know, it was 75% possession. Yeah. They don't think they had even got into our half in the first 10 minutes. And then it all kind of went a little bit pear-shaped. Yeah, but again, you look at the actual game itself, take away, unfortunately, the the, the elephants in the room in the three decisions um, aside, the penalty that obviously they were awarded, the header that Welbeck seems customary against us, if we're being honest. Um, Welbeck scores quite regularly against us. Is one of the clubs he, that when he's fit, he finds a way to score past Sod's Law. But apart from that, I don't genuinely, I, to me, there wasn't, we have to take into a fact that something that was might seem disappointing because we were expecting a better result against Brighton. But Brighton weren't warranting of being 2 0 really. It was that old commentator thing Leicester in control, Leicester looked good, Leicester came out of the blocks. But the second Welbeck made it 2 0, ah, oh, well, Brighton have been controlling this game. Don't listen to the commentators, just watch it. Honestly, the game wasn't a 2 0 scoreline by any stretch of the imagination. It shouldn't take a team to be 2 0 down to then suddenly find, suddenly find a gear, but I can't think. I can't help but feel that that wasn't coincidence the fact that we changed our shape a little bit going into that game when Brighton were defending for their lives. Mm-hmm. That that warranted a better performance all round from Leicester in the second half. Because I don't remember seeing a second half that sounded like it had that many chances in a game without us putting the ball in the back of the net legally. Yeah. This, this is why... Yeah, I mean, Roy, um, on Facebook there, you, you, you're not agreeing with Brad, and that's fine because, you know, like I say, many, many times, it's all about opinions. That's fine, man. Message, message me if you want. I'll send you the link, and we'll get you on. Um, were you there at the ground? Are you coming back? Are you driving home, uh, train home? If you want to come on, message me. I'll put the link in, um, and i tell you what, in fact, I'll do. Here we go. Um, you know, me, me and Brad aren't, aren't always right. It's all about opinions, but we, you know, we we put ourselves on on the stream here with our opinions. Um, you know, and people can agree or disagree with us. You know, uh, might not have agreed with my rant at the start. This is what this is why this is why we have these things so we can have you know um, discussions and and uh, and and yeah. Brad. Brad Brad's points are as valid as ever, as indeed yours are, Roy. Um, yeah, definitely. That's you know, but, but, he went to the game. He had a better view of it, a better opinion. Yeah. Me, that's joy. I mean, the interesting thing board, is, he's doing it differently. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing is, and we'll come when we come on to um, Alan's man of the match and and ratings and what have you. I kind of, when he sent them through, I I sort of had a sharp intake of breath, <laughs> like, mm. and. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll come on to that later. But you know, I mean, Facebook user here again. Stick your name at the end, back guys, because if I'm not on Facebook, which I can, I have to come out of this to go on to it. Uh, I can't see who you are unless you click on the Streamyard link. But basically, you're saying the first ten minutes we were great, we were, uh, and then until 60th minute we did disappear. 
But the questionable decisions did come in those minutes at the end of the game when Leicester controlled it. Maybe the first call for offside was warranted, but the indeed the goal should have should should have stood. Sorry, I I could have written that myself. Yes, those first ten minutes. I, I messaged you, Brad, didn't mm. I? I said, yeah, yeah we're, we're, you know, we're, we're bossing this. Everything was clear, passing around, and then I sat in, and every time Brighton went forward, I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> what's what's going on? Um, Scott, welcome here. What do you think of the game, Scott? I know, I know you 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 watch the games. Um, we are we are we all well. Well, well is obviously a, a, a debatable question. Um, maybe worth dropping points. So Brendan drops Madison uh, to be Gareth Cup captain. He needs to be dropped behind Luckman, Nacho, and even Perez. Well, Brookline. Good evening to you. Welcome to you from American America. How the devil are you? Rich, bad week for Leicester. Well, to be honest with you, um, no. I, I'm going to say no, it's not a bad week. Because do you know why? 2-2 against Napoli, who uh, missed, like we did, missed out by a point from um, uh, from being in the Champions League. They're probably, the, apart from Seville, they're probably the strongest side, and Atletico Madrid, the strongest side we've played in Europe since we got back in. So, oh. Rich, no. Um, <laughs> uh, play this back, Rich, and you'll hear my, my, my thoughts on, 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 the, on, shall we say, the officiating. Um, but, you know, you know I'm going to say here, Brad, we've had, yeah. we've had some very good seasons under... Um, uh, Brendan Rogers. Um, and since we've won the league, we're perhaps thinking we deserve more than we actually actually get. But for the first time, I mean, if you take the last two years, and I was looking at this earlier, I think after five games, we were fourth and fifth. We've actually sat in 12th. So maybe this season, we're going to be the team that maybe comes up from behind and the pressure won't be on us quite as much. As it has been in where, where in the previous seasons we've been at the front and we've had to, you know we've we've been setting the pace and we couldn't keep that up. Maybe this season we're going to do it a little bit differently. I think we're going to have to. We're going to have mm. to do it differently. And like I said, I, I, I stand by what I said. I I feel this rotation, as in rotating the ball back to the start with the goalkeeper slash centre back to spreading it to whoever's the stronger winger, in their opinion, because they do predominantly focus down either the right or left side at times Leicester. It's not until they start spreading it about on either side a bit more that they become a bit less predictable, maybe for lack of a better word, predictable. Because I do feel at times we can be a bit predictable. It's easy to moan about how we don't always build up fast and we seem to kick on in the second half. But to me, again, a dynamic in chains brings around a faster tempo of football because we're a different shape. We're trying a different method going forward. I do think that maybe plan A that we have seen for several seasons now in terms of how long tactics stay around longevity with the way the game's always changing. There's normally a new tactic by most managers every season. It's, it feels like we're always talking about a different formation that teams, teams play each week. I do feel, though, that Plan A has maybe not necessarily run its course, but run its predictability. 
that's how Leicester are going to start. They want to feel as that we get on them, we can get these moments. Brighton got their moments today at the end of it, and that's why they've come away with the three points. We had our moments, but they just didn't fall in favour of us with VAR decisions. Yeah. Again, Andrew says that, VAR, but that's how it yeah. was. Andrew says that I hope we win the Europa League because the way we play, we won't be in it next year. Let's. Let's go past this game, and you know my thoughts. I mean, I, I, said, I said my thoughts at the start. But we are only five games in, guys. I mean, you know, there's still 27-odd um, games. No, 23, 22, I can't do the maths. But there's a lot of games still to go. So, you know, look at Liverpool last season. Let's not, let's not sort of start painting it all doom and gloom. And I don't think it'll be a bad thing this year that we're not going to be sat in that top four for 37 weeks and come the 38 week, um, we, we, we drop out. Um, Andrew says we should have snapped Arsenal's handoff for Madison. Would you, would you say that? I mean, let's, let's be honest. How many people, and they've gone very, very quiet this weekend. Oh, we should have kept hold of uh, Damari Gray. Oh, Damari Gray's being fantastic. Everton got stuffed 3-0 this weekend. You know, let's let's give these players a chance. You know, we, we looked at Gray over three, four seasons, not three or four games. And it's the same with Madison. We know what Madison can do. Let's just maybe he needs to be taken out that spotlight a little bit. Maybe he does need to be given a rest. And I think Brendan did the right thing in taking him off this this this, this time. Um, could Barnes have avoided Ash Dorco being offside for those two overturned goals? I don't know. Do you, what do you think, Brad? Well, are you not allowed to stand near the goalkeeper when a corner's taken now? Because that's 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 something that really baffles a lot of players. And let's not have short memories, guys. Norwich, Campwell, yeah. in the vision yeah. of Schmeichel by a sponsor on the heel of a football boot or by half a yard, it doesn't matter. He was deemed to be obstructing the view. Um... And we, we, we benefited from that. Your opinions are going to be either what whole soul that VAR was wrong on both of them, or there's going to be a small percentage, maybe more. I don't I don't know, but I'd suggest a small percentage might be saying one of at least one of the two has a case for it. And I'm one of them. I think the one where maybe there's a bit of rough and tumble with him, and I think it was the second one. Okay, you can maybe account the VAR has a way of going, oh, well, he is standing next to the keeper. They are, you know, but I would probably say that at least the Luckman one, he's not, he's not the flash. He's not a Darmetriore quick. You know, it's not Usain Bolt. He was out of his way. There was no excuse. I'm sorry. I've, I've seen the replays back. And I'm pretty sure it's the, the Luckman goal. Um, Harvey Barnes isn't blocking Sanchez. Sanchez can see that ball. He can see that it's come to Luke he can see where it's going. He ain't saving it. There ain't no contest. There ain't no decision. That should stand. Does the goalkeeper play up to that, knowing he's got one decision and realise he's not saving indeed his header? And that's why he makes sure he's there and getting close to Harvey Barnes. You don't know. Mm. Guessing it for weeks, mate, and not know the answer, because only the goalkeeper knows on that scenario. Does the rule then need to be coming in that you can't stand next to the goalkeeper at corners and just completely protect goalkeeper? You know, 
goalkeepers because they're not. I'm a goalkeeper myself, mate, and you know I'm really? not fond. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it, spoiler alert for those that are new, right? But I've never actually been fond of coming for a ball, catching it, getting a little shoulder thing, and then not having that feeling that I don't have to dive on the ball because the referee's going to give me a free kick. And lo and behold, even if I dive on the ball, free mm. kick, referee, keeper's been touched. There's no point standing next to the goalkeeper. The referee's going to give the decision or class it as offside or class you as interfering no matter where you're standing as long as you're in some form of vicinity. Clearly, that's the ruling. So, I think all teams should just not bother marking the goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, in, could... in standing there and to point mark because it's obviously going to cost us more than it is Pico Tom, I love the name, mate. Welcome along. How the devil are you? Hopefully the questionable decisions stay at the beginning of the season. Uh, Brookline, Barnes looked like he did not know the rules and did not recognise there was no Brighton player on the post. I, I guess he's doing what he's been told to do by by, by Rendon Rogers. Somebody go and, you know, yeah. stand close to the goalkeeper. You, you, can't, you can't tell me that's not instructed if it twice happens mm. and twice the same player. I could understand if it was a different player and it was slightly different, but it was the exact same incident, the exact yeah. same thing, but two completely different scenarios in the way of the reason from the understanding of the offside is because Harvey Barnes is interfering with play by where he's standing. But if you look at the angle that you've got shown on the Sky Sports mini app replays that I've watched, Barnes is turned like like that and, and, and there's the goalkeeper, clean sign the ball. That's the one I have the biggest issue with if yeah. I'm going to flare up any of the VAR decisions in this game. Yeah. Andrew because asks, why what? was Vardy marking Rolbeck for their second goal? Again, I, know, I suppose he's got defensive duties, hasn't he? It's, you'd have to ask Rogers because I, I, I didn't know. Mm. I couldn't quite make out who it was that was marking him. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. With my David, good evening, David. How the ha uh, devil are you, sir? For me, that Norwich is a goal as well. But those two disallow goals an absolute terrible application of the offside rule. You need to be actually impede the keeper and not yeah, just stand exactly. in the enemy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. If, you, if you're saying they're not goals, then the new mm. rule should be don't stand within, I don't know, two yards of the goalkeeper. Do you not think it's almost it's a, a bit case ridiculous. of, it's almost like a case of, we don't want Cut football out. to be fun anymore. Yeah, we're it's actually, an you know, well, and I, I go back to the fact of that VAR possibly isn't wrong um, because you know we were saying we can't be human, you know, decisions anymore. The refs aren't always up with the play. Blah blah blah. Let's bring a machine in, give it a few years to settle down. It's been a few years now, and I don't necessarily think that VAR is not fit for purpose. I still say it's the yeah. people that are running it that are not the fit. The people that are running it, Chris, the people that are running it are giving robotic responses. Mm. That's I would understand. I would understand if a robot programmed to read the lines on its computer system to detect what is onside and offside looks at decision, he would give it as offside because Harvey Barnes is stood in an off side mm. position you could argue uh, in obviously in that case so the robot would rule it out a human with a bit of common sense would go he's not interfering with play that's in the rules he's not obstructing the goalkeeper's point of view it's not offside no. the humans are given robotic responses and that's what's annoying people because in the euros it was so smooth 
Yeah. You can't do tell you me think, it's that though, much of a ramp up and then comes you, back to basics in the Premiership. Do you think, Brad, though, that what I was saying before is you need people that understand the game, that have played the game before, mm. that, that, that can look at something, can see it from a footballer's point of view basically because you know how many of these how many of the referees and the linesmen and the fourth officials and the var have actually played the game we are fans we are fans we've watched games that doesn't make us experts on going in and making these decisions but but ex-football and there's plenty down the plenty down those lower leagues that finish football and have got nowhere to go you know, you look you look at the guys that we speak to, Julian Watts, Steve Linux, none of them are sort of pundits or in football anymore, unless you call coming on Leicester till I die being a pundit, of course. But you know, players that have played the foot the game within the pyramid and understand it, they should be making these decisions. They should be looking at it and saying, right, and looking at it with those 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 footballing eyes. <sighs> Or maybe if just now, just maybe, right now, just hear me out because it's, it sounds far fetched, but it's based on something we can actually bloody well do. Maybe we look at all. Uh, sorry, I, I know you could probably find a clip in the last like six or seven of these done where I make the same statement, but I'll make the same tied statement. How about we just simplify our communication between the fans and VAR? How about we do what we hear in all the other sports? It's not a myth. It's not, a, you know, it's not, not sort of one of them legends that you think are real or might not be. They're not from ancient Greek times. It's not mystical creatures. What we need to do is take a leaf out of the other sports that have used this system way before football got it. Have communication so you can hear the referees on the other side going, OK, we've put the lines up. Yeah, Harvey Barnes is still in an offside position and we feel that he's involved in play. We're going to rule the goal out for offside. At least then it feels like the decision's a bit more honest, doesn't it? Yeah, but even but even if you've still got the same monkeys making yeah, the, that, yeah, the same decisions, it's the monkeys that I've got the problem with. It, you know, is is the fact be that... Careful the people, saying that because, be careful saying that to him because YouTube and Karen's out there will take what you're saying out of context, mate just so you're aware. I know what you mean, and I'm sure everybody that's actually switched on will know, but just be careful with people out there hearing that terminology. Don't want people making any conclusions about that. I know, I know what you're saying, but if we can't, yeah. it's like me saying, is I it know, wrong I to know. call them a tiger? Is it wrong to call them a Yeah, a, it will a be. Lion? It, will, you know. it will be. That's that's thing, but... You know. But no, I, I, know, I, I, I know what you're coming from, and I, I just think it, yeah. it, that is ridiculous as well. But look at yeah. this, mate. Look but at this. But if you see it, yeah. And exactly, if you see that, right? Yeah, but if you've got a review panel that review every decision after the game, right? There are these trained professionals that you talk about, like expos. That's where I'd have them, because then they can look at the incident. Then it's and yes, too late. Yeah, I know it's too late now, but then it becomes an issue they can fix for the future. Or you have it throughout, so then these incidents are less and less so you've got them not just at the back panel but you've got them there live at, at, at the place where they do the checks right if you have it throughout them and the review panels made up of the same pundits and the same people that do these things you might just get it a bit better but right now until you hear an open communication you're not going to you're not going to have a group of these experts who let's say they 
don't jump in straight away, but they look to bring make that change down the line through, I don't know, processing, maybe contracts. They've got to have it this way for a year, whatever. Maybe they decide to do a rehiring. And in that time, they have them in the bowl going, right, here's our review panel, Leicester Brighton game. Here's the instance, da, da, da. And that referee goes, I don't see why, or I agree with that decision. He has a real big case to argue why them decisions were or weren't given, depending on your point of view. And then he goes, this is a consistent thing with this referee. He needs to retrain or this needs to happen because these decisions cannot get taught. I he cannot think, be I on the panel making we've these been decisions. We've talking about this, though, for, for so long now for me. And to put, you know, the point is we're reviewing bad decisions after the game about decisions that have affected the game. When yeah. you've got people that aren't up to doing the job and can't do the, or aren't appear to do the job, replace them with people that can do the job. You know, if it's an ex-football, and they're not going to get everything right. I'm not going to say that you put ex-footballers in and suddenly mm. you get 100% correct you're still decision. Get, yeah, you're still, still going to get, get the odd thing. Even with, even with, um, even with VAR. But it's just, I, you know, it's no, you know, when, when when Sheffield United go down instead of Aston, sorry, is it whoever went down instead of Aston Villa because the ball never went over the line? You can look at that afterwards and go, oh, it should have gone, it's action to win a goal or whatever. But it's too late then. A club's got mm. relegated that shouldn't have got relegated and has lost millions. Um, yeah, and I just think it's it's, it's not that it. It's, it's the fact that we've been doing this for so long now. We've got, we say, we've got people that are officiating the games that have never, in the majority, have never played the game. So how can they understand it? It's like you, it's like you've got a sales team and you bring in a manager who hasn't never worked in that environment before, but he's suddenly your team leader. How does he know what decisions to make? How to monitor what's affecting it? He doesn't. He doesn't, and I just, I just think there's, there's, there's this is this great majority of players that are out of, out of the game that we're just not, and it's not. I've not just come up with this idea. It's been muted even before VAR about getting them in to be refs. But maybe it doesn't suit the FA's criteria because maybe suddenly you might get teams like Brighton, like us, like West Ham suddenly challenging the top six because we're not getting Fergie decisions. We're not getting biased decisions at all. And maybe the FA running scared of that. That's that's the clubs to to, to do something more about. We can only do so much as fans that they're not gonna really care too much fans' opinion of VAR in the weirdest sort of way. That like they'll acknowledge a big concerning rise in it. They'll obviously get feedback from all the big time big wigs that talk about it and then go on about it and would have broken down the decisions in this game in 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 the studios today. They'll obviously know about it, whether they'll do too much about it unless the clubs start complaining about VAR, which they have done. Unless then complaints continue to rise, they'll see it as trust. They'll give it the Arteta mate. They'll say trust the process. We'll iron out these things. We'll fix it one problem at a time. And yeah, but it did. The, the, the problem is, this is all seemingly based off one person's decision, and we know 
there's several referees that would give that penalty. That would baffle us, but you just know they'd give it. And then there's several referees that wouldn't give it. And they're the ones that there can't be any of that. You don't really get that in other sports. They'd eliminate that by giving, and I'll say it again, umpires calling cricket. The umpire's given the benefit of doubt in cricket if it's an appeal and their original decision say he's not out. And in them decisions, if let's just say he doesn't give the penalty initially and he doesn't go to a VAR check afterwards, but like he did and that, and, and let's say he decides it's not and then the VAR goes, well, I don't see enough to overturn that decision. If you don't think it's a penalty, I can't see anything to suggest why you've not given it or he thinks it is and he goes no you're completely wrong there there's contact with the ball in the arm that has to be given a penalty I'm going to overturn my decision it's clear contact penalty awarded again it's an open communication they have with the cricket you hear it on the tennis you see it on the rugby there's no reason football should be disconnected with the technology they've got if we're going to have a show about that that's the genuine long and short of it mate there's no way VAR should be as inept as it is and so secretive to the crowd. Even the visuals that I see sometimes that get played, it's like I said to me, it just feels a bit more honest having a goal robbed off you if you can hear the reason why that person's robbing the goal off you. As daft as that might sound, how much have you felt better hearing communication when you're watching something like that? And no, no, I, I, I do. I, I get your point there because you can. You 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 you're looking. You you you're trying to understand their mindset. Why mm. they? You, you would hopefully understand why they've made that that decision. Yeah. Uh, but look, you know, we, we we can we can talk about this until ten o'clock tonight, and we probably will if we uh, if we yeah. carry on. Yeah. But, uh, let's have a look at the team that was picked. What did you think? I I was actually I looked at that and. I'd be honest with you, you know, I could see, yeah, Piera came back in. Um, Bertrand obviously went off a little bit later. I think he, he'd, he'd played a lot, but uh, Samari was in. Uh, I could understand Vardy starting because he only played about five minutes of the night. I didn't think it was a bad, a bad team all in all. No, and there's been a few people that, again, they have their opinions and entitled to it. That's completely fine. But a lot of people have been jumping straight on the lineup. Saying it was a terrible lineup, I I I I would argue against you guys saying that the I don't think the lineup was actually that bad. I just think, like my statement before, where this is where I sort of agree with you. I think it. I think what was terrible about the lineup is its slow, predictive way that Leicester do things. And you know, I will support the fact that I think something needs to change. In that start, either things that were done to manage through the games on how we decide to build a play, or a slight shift in the dynamic of the formation, I do feel that something needs to change from that. Because if you was to take, a, if you was to pick passages of play um, at random from the Leicester games that have played played so far, and you were told. Okay, here's one from the Wolves game. Find find one that matches. You could find an instant that matches the same slow build-up that leads to a grinding hole because they get men behind the ball 
and you'd find it happening two or three times a game. And it seems to be because teams are now preempting, right, if we push that side when they go to the left, they'll just give it back to you, Evans and Bertrand or whoever's there. And then we can get back, we can get our shape. Get men behind the ball, pressure on them. They have to go back, we get our shape. Something definitely needs to change and nobody here can sit there and say something doesn't need to be tweaked because the tweaking, mm-hmm. funny enough, we used to have a manager we called the Tinker Man. That little tweak helped with, obviously, the goal, hit Leicester on in that second half and ended up making us look like a team that got robbed a bit that we didn't get at least a yeah. point from the occasion. Yeah. If we're being honest with the performance and not VAR, you know what I mean? If I'm trying yeah. to break down two separate I, I know, I know Brad would agree with this. Get Muzzy out of retirement. Yeah, bring him back. Come on. Yeah. Get hey, more stuff we've, on. We've brought back Ronaldo. You know, we've got Steve Walsh, Matt Elliott, Muzzy, is it? They're all still in Leicester. <laughs> let's, uh, yeah. let's get Gary Lineker. He's not uh, he's not working for BT anymore. He could put his boots back on. Uh, I just want to slightly go back on this because it's a point Scott makes, although we have now moved on from the VAR, but just very, very quickly. Um, I get what you're saying, Brad, but would you like to see captains or managers giving three chances to challenge a decision? I think that just slows the game not. down too much. Doesn't well, it? I, I, I kind of get the concept. I, I would make that, but that's what I mean. You take your own twist on things. That's all other sports have done. They're taking their own twist on the basic rules and made it so there's clear communication between the ref, there's clear communication between the ref and the players. Oh, wait, everybody can bloody well hear it. So there's clear communication all around. So at least, like I said, you don't feel cheated. Maybe don't have the three appeals things, but. Mm. There is ways you could maybe work that into it. At the end of the day, an attack, the referee goes, no, that's not a penalty. He goes down in the box. The strike goes, he's clipped me. He's had me all day long. If you only get three or two, maybe be very strict with it. I can see how you could serve it into the game, but I also see, I feel like there's too many negatives to it. I I think maybe you chop that part, the aspect of improv cricket, but you keep the fact that if a referee doesn't give a penalty and then, you know, the other team convince him to look at VAR or VAR says, oh, we need to have, you know, if you don't make VAR someone that interrupts the game and something the referee goes, original decision, no penalty or no goal, I'm now going to consult VAR because it's a yeah. penalty, it's an incident. And I'd keep it something like that. I wouldn't make it for everything to a degree unless you could figure out how to do it. But in that decision... VR decision, he goes to the monitor, he looks at it. Ah, oh, okay, he's actually dived. There's no contact. Yeah. Reverse. I'm just going to round this off now because, like I say, uh, and then yeah. we can we can move, move on. But um, spot kick, um, this is this is just the latest reports. Um, the referee did not initially award the penalty, yeah. gesturing for a corner instead, but changed his mind after a conference with his assistant. There was no doubt that Vestergaard's right arm was raised high in an unnatural position when it diverted Duffy's header off target. However, Leicester argued that the flailing arm was the result of a defender's left arm being held down by Morpé, impeding his jump, and were furious that the video assistant referee did not intervene. So, I mean, there's another take on it. Um, Who who knows? But uh, anyway, the match... um, I, I mean, 
looking at let's have a look at let's have a look at some um some details here i know you're not a great one for for stats brad but um you've got to say looking at that uh probably um brighton kind of deserved it again we had 62 percent ball possession we just didn't do anything with it 14 shots but only 21 percent on target um everything else i mean touches we had more passes we had more what 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 were you know what were we doing in i just you know and you look at those figures you've got to say it, it was probably closer than the actual match was well what we was doing was putting the ball in the net illegally twice and shooting from the edge of the box with absolute daisy cutters with Probably a vent of frustration and, and I don't know, just frustration hit with them. This, you know, you didn't, it wasn't any, I wouldn't say they weren't obviously not confident, but it wasn't any like real zest about some of the efforts made to the box. They seemed to be hit with, I'm just going to lever this and hope it goes in the top corner. They didn't seem to have that typical suave, delicateness the way Tillemans and Madison usually get the ball they were just they mm. were hitting shots but with a lot of purpose of of frustration but no direction and no no realistic chance of going near the target to a point until yeah. the latter stages of the game where obviously we ended up hitting the bar Simon Shirley's header that went out then come keep down um the two illegal goals um and it was just that that was it unfortunately we also didn't help ourselves by putting ourselves in a position to have to come from two nil down let's not forget that contentious yeah. or not say what it was like we should have been at least in front before brighton had var rule in their favor or not or whoever from whatever reports or whatever Around about a lollipop and a bear came together and made the decision in the end by the sound of things, and I believe you at this rate. Um, but it doesn't matter. We should have been in front in that game for the control we was having in the first half. We shouldn't have found ourselves conceding early in the second half. We should have been more switched on. Um, we did give way to some daft free kicks that had my heart in my mouth at times. They were just as bad for it. In the balance, probably a point would have been more fair result, but I'll refer you back to my catchphrase, mate. It's how many times you put the ball in the back of the net legally that matters. No, you are as as always, sir, quite right. And I I've been critical of Brendan not making um, changes soon enough. Uh, he did make one at half time uh, this this game with uh, Mr. Madison coming off and um, uh, Mr. Luckman coming back on. Is uh, no pun intended. Looking good, Luckman, and I. But I kind of want to sort of temper my enthusiasm, and because I've, I've, I was kind of like this with under this time last season. No, but this time I feel like I'd be more surprised if there wasn't a lot of people that are impressed with parts of what they've seen of Luckman so far. Um. I would agree with you because I made the very bold statement about Silent Chu. I, I feel that Evans aggravating his heel shows that even Brendan thought the bit parts he was getting was a risk. Um, too far for those that moaned that he was coming on for half an hour. 
shows how desperate he was to get back to back to fitness. And that's probably why well, that's why he didn't start today. I said Soyuncu maybe needs to come out of the limelight. Um for how long depends on how well the person who comes in does. Um he'd have to probably earn his spot back more maybe than Madison. Because I think Madison, we all know the quality he possesses. He's just a far cry away from at the moment. But I would suggest taking the long review, Chris. Take him out of the limelight. Get Luke in the start. He's clearly hungry for it. He was. He'll feel he was robbed of a goal because that was very sharp. Let, let, forget that it didn't count because he wasn't offside. He wasn't the, the reason it didn't count. His reaction to that diving header or whatever it was, it looks a bit weird from the angles I was given to look at it from, um, was instinctive. He was good, he was instinctive, he was getting in positions, and, and I also felt that when my stream went down and I had to listen to it through the, the radio, I felt we were more involved in an attacking sense, because and he was always a part of it. I, I, I always was hearing his name, I was hearing him with the ball, I was hearing the crowd, and that's one thing I'll point out whether it was stream or by radio, maybe it was just the choice of where the commentators were, but we sounded very, very loud, considering we were the away fans there. I will give a massive shout-out to our support that went to the Amex because they sounded very loud. Um, did us, did the boys proud with the singing. It, 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 it. I forgot we was away from home at some points in mm. comparison. So that's one positive I will definitely add on today's today's game to say to say that about the crowd but yeah it was one of them it just wasn't to be in the end but I would suggest maybe Lutman's warranted giving himself at least the first first half of the game instead of having to come on because we've not brought him on to change the game have we really we've given no. something to give us a stable uh, something stable and sustainable and of, of the same quality maybe but never anything to step on and completely take the game by the scruff of the neck which like I feel at parts he did yeah um, Pico Tom here I don't think that Lockman will buckle because he's been there seeing it had the t-shirt with uh, with Fulham so he he, he knows what it's all about um, hmm. Scott says here Troyon Chu and Piero seem to have a good partnership on the right hand side of defence uh Bertrand taken off after 68. I think he was just a bit knackered, to be honest with you. Yeah, he's played a lot of football. I, I, I see that as purely what it was supposed to be. And again, we did feel a bit more excitable going down on that um, attack, didn't we? Mm. Going down on our left side, I felt like all of a sudden Harvey Barnes was able to find the ball in a, in a more aggressive attacking area than yeah. just out on the left. At times, he found his way into the box. Um I mean, again, forget the incident. It's kind of Sol's law that it wasn't counted, but it was nice to see a goal from a corner. From us. Yeah. Well, if you want to look yeah. at another positive, we, we did, we did, we did say we don't score from corners a lot. Unfortunately, when we do finally score from corners, it doesn't count. No, 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 no. This but is you it. have this to take it. them instances as they were. It wasn't like he was two yards off, and it's something that was never going to count. It's one of them that, unfortunately, has gone no, against... No, let's, like, not, let's not start this VAR discussion yeah, yeah, again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but you get my um, point from, yes, from, from, yeah. the, from the goal itself. Yeah. 
JJ, hello. Thanks for joining us. How the devil are you? Madison non-existent once again. We've discussed Madison, and to be honest with you, I think we've said maybe it is time just to give him a few games off and uh, take him out of the spotlight uh, for a little bit. Um, now, uh, Brad, this time last season, like I said at, at, at the uh, at the outset, we were sat in fifth place two seasons ago. We were sat in fourth. Um, twelfth at the moment. Arsenal have got the same number of points than us, uh, and Brentford are sitting above us. Uh, too early to worry, surely. Yeah, it is. I, I think there was definitely signs that you see that Leicester have got fresh ideas. They have very capable and hungry squad to go for it, and they they know their roles very well. Despite my opinions that, I, that people may take grimace with, um, they know the the starting system very well. They know how to go about it. They know their jobs. They know their roles. It doesn't always perfectly come off with some of the passing and the way we we've given the ball away over uh, over time over the first five five games uh, or more. If you want to include the cup competitions that we've played in as well, um, I I would say. We're getting closer to seeing Leicester being a bit more fluent. Maybe, maybe that's all that needs to be. It just needs to be a bit more fluid in that system. Maybe it will be a system change. Time will tell. But I do feel that we're just a few tweaks away from getting Leicester up and running. It's got to happen soon, though. Otherwise, there will be concerns. We can't keep going well, at a... Well, assuming we'll win our next game. We can't keep going at a 50-50 win rate. No, and I'm just looking here, and Chelsea have just gone 1-0 up against Tottenham, by the way. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm shame just, about that title. I'm just, my, my worry is, and, and I agree with you, that it is way, way, way too soon to start um, uh, looking at this, but... The start that we've been given this season, and let me just get rid of that. The start that we've been given this season isn't the most difficult one by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, apart no, from Man City and Man United coming up in a few weeks, we've we've played teams like you could argue Man well, West Ham, but we've played teams that we should be beating, and we're not, and that. I can see why a couple of the fans are getting a little bit concerned. Had we had the start where we were playing Man City, Tottenham, Liverpool, <laughs> Chelsea, then you could say, yeah, maybe six points is, isn't too bad. But, you know, as, as we just saw then, you know, six points from um, four, uh, five games, isn't it, we've played, isn't... Yeah. isn't Isn't brilliant. I'm sorry. There's no other way to say it. Not with the easy start that we've been given. Well, yeah, but I think people have probably been a bit critical, to be honest with you. You say we haven't beaten the teams. We don't do well against West Ham. We never have done well against right. West Ham. They're probably one of our bogey teams. I know it doesn't justify the performance. I'm not trying to justify the performance. Mm. But again, I think people are reading too much into the performances and not the actual results. 
We played mm. Wolves. We were expected to beat Wolves despite our ball draw history with them. We beat Wolves. Norwich got four points off us the last time they were in the Premiership. By hook or by crook, we managed to beat them. So we yeah. beat the teams that are around us. Just today was a bridge too far. Um, I think we just did a, a too much at a at a wrong at the wrong time. And again, to the cows come home. I'm not I'm not repeating it. The other the, the incidents happened in the game mm-hmm. um, didn't help the scenario. But we have to look on that on the basis of the whole. Some players probably need to, a bit of a mindset, a bit of a yeah. mind refresh because. I'm not excusing the performance. I agree that I think he was subpar again. We the most subpar he's been. I didn't even know he'd started, to be honest with you. I saw him on a team sheet and thought it must have been a typo because I didn't really hear him too much in, in a threatening sense or see him on the ball. Um, For me, if you get into the mentality and people can say what they like about how much they earn and should be able to get through it, it's not actually that easy. When you go through... And he probably has the last 12 or 14 or more games. Madison hasn't seen out 90 minutes. And Brendan Rodgers has to manage that. Say what you like about form, but it's, you know, form's temporary, class is, class is permanent. And if Madison and Brendan can find a way to snap him out of this bunk and get him going, not only will we not get goals from Madison again, We'll get 90 minutes from Madison again, an entirety of 90 minutes. And that's just certain things that need to click. Yeah. And it needs to click quicker because we will start getting concerned. As of right now, it's not quite a concern. Ask me in five games' time, and I'll give you a different answer, I'm sure. Yes. Um, JJ says there, with the quality we have in our team, we should be beating Brighton whether they're on form or not. My yeah, thoughts exactly. Okay, let's ask people now who their man of the match was because I'm sure you've you've seen this already. And um, we do ask Alan uh, Alan Bennett, our match day um, invigilator, if you like. He uh, he walks out the grounds, uh, whether it's home or away, and the first thing he does is pick up his phone and, without really much of a chance to think about it, he gives his instant thought on who his man of the match was and who, how good Brendan was and how good the team was. And what we've also got to remember is as well, he was there. So he was seeing yeah. off the ball incidents uh, that we don't see uh, people, people, how the, how the, how they were playing. So I think Brad knows what this is, um, but he gave man of the match to Luckman. And I, I, from what I, from what I saw and heard, I think that's pretty much not a bad shout. Manager, he rated four. Uh, maybe he wasn't happy with the subs. And the team, five. Um, thoughts on that, Brad? People might say that four and five is a bit harsh. Mm. I would argue that my points that I've exaggerate, uh, ex- exasperated about the first half and the shape would suggest that I'd agree with that. And to a point, I do, because... Let's look at it in the context, you know, let's look at it in its basic form. Whilst I could defend the fact that we have beaten teams so far, like the Norwiches and the Wolves, um, you know, I, I, I will you know, I will say that we should have come away from this game with a result. We have to remember high flying teams, they have their seasons 
We've seen Southampton up there. We've seen Everton up there. We've seen bloody Ipswich's uh, Leicester, funny enough, up there. Wolves are up there. Burnley's up there. One team like that, every so often, has a very good season. And maybe one or two of them do it for a few seasons consistently, like Leicester and, and to a point Wolves were doing um, out of them teams. Um, and you have to remember that these teams, you have to give them the respect they deserve because whether they've been finishing 17th for 20 seasons in a row, they've been in the Premiership for 20 seasons. Um, Brighton are on form, they're at home, they were probably expecting to get a result from this, which they have in turn. And if we're being brutally honest, all you can do from this is learn and make sure that this is one of the very few games that Leicester go to lose because we shouldn't have been 2-0 down. We shouldn't have been put in a position where it took a change in shape and a change in personnel to give the rocket up the arse that the attack needed to flow quicker to get these chances on and have these creative players well, you're, on. You're, sorry to rush now, so we're coming up to the hour. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. Man of the, you're, you're man of the match? As, the problem is, it's horrible, isn't it, when you've got to give it to a sub who was only on for 30 minutes. Well, do you know, you, 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 subs change games, you know. I'm looking, yeah. at the BB, I'm looking at the BBC website here, yeah. and their their man of the match for Leicester was Vardy. And is it a shame that you've got to give it to the guy because he's just scored one goal? Well, no, <laughs> I, I mean, again, but... Vardy was Vardy. I think he's probably one of the only players that either we don't really know he's making any mistakes because it's mm -hmm. Vardy or actually just he, because he's Vardy, he doesn't make these mistakes like we do criticise others for. He doesn't really see a lot of the ball. He's always played that yeah. way for many a season as we know. Well, he just gets going back, sorry, just going back, your yeah. man of the match. <sighs> the fact that Lutman's performance stands out so well, if I wanted to give it for a bloke who played the majority of the game, I'd go with Harvey Barnes. But the fact that I'm sat here telling myself I have to say Harvey Barnes and I'm not innocently picking him makes me agree with Alan and say from what I saw and heard of the game, he did set... All right, he didn't get the goal. He was unfortunate. But he put in a performance that made you stand up and go, hold on a minute here. We we'll, might have we'll, just... We'll take that as a yes up. then. <laughs> yeah, yes, mate. I just like to get the balance of it, and I just try to find a way not to justify it because it was such a small but very impactful. Do you do you, do you drive at all, Brad? I drive people around the bend, mate. I'm very good no, at that. No, I'm, no just wondering, I'm just wondering if you actually get from A to B because there's so many no, side roads you go off I, on. I, I take the scenic route to D and E's and Z's and W's on the way to, to, to B, mate. I'm not surprised. Um, we'll be... Uh, sorry, made me laugh then. We'll be right back after this. So, looking at the weekend's games, um, full-time scores, Chelsea apparently are now 2-0 up, uh, according to Scott. And Scott, you've get, Scott, Scott is like a, as awkward as you are, Brad. <laughs> he just likes to be awkward by giving, uh, giving the players 5.5 when we don't do half marks. <laughs> it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. <laughs> Scott, I love you to bits, mate. Right, um, Newcastle leads. That was a surprise. Um, 
You know what? In the end, for me, I think you went for the draw, didn't you? I possibly did. I can't remember what you went for on uh, on, on on the league. I, I have no idea. But on the predictions, um, let's have a look what you went for. I um, think I did. I might have. Just by yeah, you went you went for the draw because you've you've had a you've had a good week so far. Um, yeah. Well, that surprised me because I remember just seeing that game and not being able to pick a winner. I think I remember saying something like that. Now you said it. Yeah, I want to pick two games out for me that that sort of stand out there that that were shockers. Uh, Man City not being able to beat Southampton and Villa stuffing Everton three 0 when Damari Gray is, according to Leicester fans, the second coming at the moment. I think, mean, yeah, but I don't think that was a shock, really. I think the shock. In, in in a way is is the reality of the, of the of the dryness of the club situation was just how badly Norwich killed. You can't kill like that at home against the relegation rivals. You can't do it. It's only game week five, and I think Norwich fans are already planning their trips to the likes of Blackpool, Preston, and Luton, etc. Because I'm sorry. None of us went for the Watford win. No, and that just shows the shock of it. I think that was one of the games that nobody wanted to pin the hopes on either one of them doing something. And you weren't that confident that Norwich could do it at home that much that you probably won't thrive it. You put your neck on the line and said the home team were going to nick a scrubby one or it was going to be a draw. And the fact that Norwich just keeled over and just went, have it, we're done with this division. We didn't like it anyway. I don't. I don't, I'm sorry, that, that was a shock, but not for the fact that it wasn't an obvious result. It was just a shock that a Premier League team could be five games into the season. All right, granted, Crystal Palace didn't win in their first eight games a couple <laughs> of seasons ago, and they stayed up. Maybe JJ's, made, JJ's making yeah. a good point here. Shock was Arsenal beating Burnley. <laughs> but, mm, uh, wow, that penalty decision. The VAR was causing drama all over the globe. Well, not all over the globe, all over the globe. It's a bit of a thing, really, isn't it? It's like being a bit dramatic, (laughs) Brad, you know. VAR was at fault and Russia invaded Poland and World War III started. All down to VAR. I don't know whether you've got to go, Brad, or do you want to stop and do some player ratings very quickly? I can do it. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, well, the, the Q word, the Q word there being quickly. Um, five, so. five, 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 five. <laughs> well, let's go. Da- let's go down in the order that yeah. that um, the people have voted on the BBC website. We'll start at the bottom, and their worst player was Madison. So, how many would you give? Um, give, give. Oh, hang on. Let me bring this in first of all. That would yeah, help, wouldn't no, it? No, it wouldn't. Uh, is it? Is it in? I don't. Don't ask that question, mate. Got to ask it. <laughs> Can you feel if it's in there, Brad? Oh wow! I can't tell that. Disclose that on camera. Uh, here we go. Here we go. I've I've got it in eventually. Story of my life. This one. Um, Scott always automatically says Madison minus 10. Where would you put Madison? I'm only going to go up to seven because I don't think we're going to give anybody higher than a seven, but let's have a look. Um, Madison, 
So you'd be three. giving him probably four. No, three. Three. Wow. Yeah, I think, okay. I think he looks a bit of shot of confidence, and that's what I mean by I think Brendan has to do something with Madison and he has to need to sort it bloody things for them. He needs yeah. to sort yeah. it quickly. JJ here says Madison three. He's agreeing with you. I'll go with that. Yeah, I think I think we're coming to the to, to the um, degree here that I think Madison stayed in because he's one of those players that you know that can probably come on and change the game. But you know he hasn't been doing, and I think he does need to be taken out of the uh, yeah. and given a bit of a rest for a few games. I don't. I wouldn't even play him against Millwall. I've got to be honest with you. I stick Luke um, Kieran Dewsbury Hall on, but. Uh, Second from bottom, moving up with Bertrand. I thought Bertrand was five. Yeah, I'd probably give him a, a five or a six. I wouldn't say he was a six performance. He did his defensive duties right. Um, again, again, so much drama in the game itself. You actually steal away from the minutes that were actually played by both football teams. Brighton had their spells, but we were fairly comfortable defensive-wise dealing with them, let's be honest with you. It was, just, it was two set pieces that ended up doing it. Five, if you want to put him in six, I wouldn't be good you put him in six. No, we'll go, we'll go for a five. JJ says a five there. Um, and then after that, Vestergaard. Now, I'm not blaming Vestergaard for the penalty at all here. And I think if we've given Bertrand a five, I'd probably have to say the same for uh, for Vestergaard. Uh, I want to say I thought, I thought you'd gone. I'm on a different screen then. And I thought, oh, I've lost him. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd get you back for the sound trick you did last time. Um, <laughs> forgotten about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's only fair that you put him in a five. I'd be half tempted to say he gets a bit of a six there. So we're going um, for a a, a Vesta six, or we're going to go for a six then for him. Yeah, I feel yeah. like the two yeah. centre backs. I think we could get Stoyan to straight in now. I know he might be jumping the queue. No, no, he is. He more. is the next up on the uh, on the list. Yeah. Of, of I think they, I think they had a better game. I don't think you could blame any of them for the goal. Um, I think there's a case to be made for Vestergaard, obviously not getting VAR mm. given the penalty or the assistant changing the referee's mind. Um, yeah. And I think Sorrentu probably did himself a little bit of favours having a, a a decent game as a centre back. To be fair, despite. The result. I think he's playing better now. He's 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 on the right, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And people have yeah. noted that before, so maybe that's something Brendan needs to keep happening yeah. if he's playing as well, aren't you? Castagna uh, is the next one up. It came on. He seems bright. I heard his name enough times going forward. Five. He came on as a sub. I think they were impactful. Mm. So you know. I would yeah. go with that. Samari then is the next one. Seven. I heard Seven. him in all the right areas. I thought he was probably the most impactful going forward. Um, obviously, the build-up for the goal and Yuri's pass will do him favours when we come to rate him. But I honestly enjoyed his performance. I thought he sounded pretty... He, he looked pretty sound on the ball. Uh, I thought he was probably one of our standout players. 
yeah, I agree. I think he was pretty solid. Okay. Uh, next one up is um, the Nacho Man in Nacho. Five. Again, I, I think I think the subset are a minimum are a five. I just don't feel that this time around he was able to impact the game the way he has been all, the, all throughout no. the season so far when he's come on. Uh, so I'd give him a flat five, you know, yeah. if you come on and score, I'd have given him a ten, but it, it yeah. didn't happen. Um, so yeah, five. The, 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 the player that's been sponsored or got his own just signed a deal with Clinton's cards in DD? Um, a six. Really? I think a bit of justice deserves because, again, he wasn't at fault, but it didn't count. Enough said. I yeah. think he had a bit of a mixed bag at times, but again, when needed and at the right times, him and Samori got things right and, and did well. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ricardo Piera. Five, six. Uh, again, when it was coming to the attacking sense of things, did things right, probably gave away a few needless, mm. had a few needless fouls. So well, I'd keep we'll give him five. a five. Yeah, yeah, we'll give him a five. Um, Ash, Michael, young Mr. Young Casper. Didn't look, did, do you remember him having to make a save? I think it's a five, mate. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he didn't Honestly, have much to do, believe although we no, lost, he didn't have much to do, did yeah. he? Yeah, he was never saving the header, and he, no. you know, it, it's 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 a draw with the penalty, so you know, it's a lottery penalty, so yeah, I don't think I don't remember him having to do a lot, so yeah, he goes Mr. in the final, Mr. Luckman. Okay, I, I'm I'm gonna give him a seven because he sounded very good. I don't think we can go higher than a seven because we lost. Mm -hmm. I think I think even on great performances, unless you're scoring a hat trick on a losing side, I guess you can't really go above seven. You have to do something really, really well to to gain that. Maybe if he draws, I would say a seven. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to see all of his performance. I had to hear the back half of it. But from what I saw of it, and from the way he sounded, he continued to play. I think he's a seven. People are saying Ricardo seven. I I could see that. Schmeich, I mean, I'm kicking. Not. I'm kicking. Okay, then Schmeichel gets a ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On that, on that comical little thing, I like that. Brookline. Yeah, yes. yeah. Right. But no, he's saying um, a five. He should yeah. be able to kick. I'll do a Roy Keane. Says you look, minute. Yeah. I'm going to actually. I am actually now. No, I, am on, gonna, no, I will. I will bow to that because I didn't see it. I'm only. I'm going to overrule, overrule you and go just to, just up in that you know one what? to I'm, an eight. And um, I'm actually happy with that. I'll go with that yeah. because, like I said, from what I heard of, it's the only reason I yeah. couldn't say more because LCFC radio tend to exaggerate a bit. Course, but if he's yeah. that impressive, mate, I'm happy to see him get. Barnes Junior. Yeah, he can't shoot though, can he? Sometimes. Um, he didn't do so bad on, the, on Wednesday, on Thursday. <laughs> no, no, he found the net then, but yeah, there were some shots left to be desired. But I'll give him, I'll give him a six. I just think he died off at times. Maybe he was yeah. pushed out, isolated as well by Brighton. You've got to give credit to Brighton. I yeah. think a six. I think a seven's stretching it for me. 
Yeah, no, I would agree. I, would, I may well have gone a five, but I'll go for six with you on that one. Um, Mr. Uh, Cup winner, Tillemans. Again, I probably, I mean, for his past body, I want to give him an eight. I want to give all them players involved in that action. Eh? I want to change what's made just for that goal. Because I'm sorry, it was something. It was a thing of Brazil, as you would say, mate. But, mm. oh, I'm going to give him a seven. Yeah, I, am I would agree with you. I've got I would to. Agree I agree with you on Yeah, I think he uh, was pretty good tonight. And finally, Mr. Vardy. She's going to give him a six. Took his goal brilliantly, smashed yeah. it in, caused the mischief as best he could. But probably the one thing that keeps Vardy getting down is when he's not seeing a lot of the ball. He's brilliant when he does with it, but if he's not mm -hmm. seeing a lot of the ball for the rest of the match, which in all truth and fairness he didn't. He doesn't get much to do with it. So I give him yeah. a six. Yeah. Oh, to just just with Scott, I'll give him a six point five. <laughs> no, you bloody won't. <laughs> if you do that, I'll I'll, I'll take him down. Um <laughs> uh David says Ricardo and Luckman. Uh he didn't do anything wrong during the 30 minutes or so he was on. Gives them an eight. Oh, Ricardo six, Luckman eight, sorry. Um we've got here. Bookline Barn seven minus two offside goals equals one. Uh, Tillemans five from JJ. Um, Tillemans four from Bookline. Yeah, six from uh, for Vardy from Bookline and Yuri six from David. So yeah, I think that's 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 pretty fair to be honest with you. Um, I wouldn't agree. And I just now, thanks for doing that, mate. I just want to, before we go, um, let me just uh, get rid of that now. Uh, I just want to just go off off topic a little bit here because I want to say um, this guy is no longer with us. Um, yeah. Jimmy Greaves today. And I know is uh, a Spurs. He played for West Ham and Chelsea as well. He'll, he'll probably be remembered most for Spurs. We forget his contribution when we won the World Cup in 1966 because he wasn't in the final, but he'd played all the games up to then. Those of us of a certain age will remember him as Saint and from Saint and Greavesy uh, on the TV with Ian St John, uh, the old ITV football programme. And he was very much, um, I suppose, not the Simon Cowell of his day, but he was certainly... Um, he, he was very forthright, shall we say? He didn't. Uh, he didn't. He didn't. How can I put it? He didn't just say things for the sake of saying. It. He said what he thought, and and respect to him for that. And he he had a great sense of humour, and he will be sadly missed. And all our thoughts go out to uh, his family and his friends. And uh, R.I.P. Jimmy. Brad, thank you very much, sir. Um, JJ, great show as always, Chris and Brad, of course, as well. Um, I will see you po on Wednesday if you're uh, staying up for the post-match Millwall show. Oh, I don't know, possibly. <laughs> Let well, you know, I mean, we we might be hiding under the table, you know. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not, but who knows. You know, it's yeah. going to be an interesting one. I think that people should expect a lot of changes for that game. I feel like 
this might be the competition that I think is the highest competition for probability that Leicester may be, unless it gets to what us fans may call the serious end yeah. of the competition, may see this as a competition that Leicester used to give players some minutes yeah. under their belt that yeah. we haven't seen yet or not seen a lot of. Doesn't mean the quality be any less different because I still feel it could be Pats and Dacker that plays in that game. Get some run at a middle wall. Um, I think that will start. Definitely, yes. Do expect changes for it. I, I think Madison will be one. I think Lukeman could get his start. I think Jewsbury Hall will probably come on, like you said, Chris. Um, I think Thomas will get a game. I think there could be a few changes. It's nice to be mentioning players lot of that calibre instead of going, uh, it might be Zach, who's just joined the academy and he's 18 because we've got no one else to put on yes. sort of yes. thing and we've never seen him play you know you listen to the difference in count of a player so yeah. I'm still optimistic for Millwall but I am expecting several changes for it me me too Brad thank you very much young man I may well see you on Wednesday night may well mate you may well <laughs> okay mate take care thanks see for later. coming on today and thanks for your uh, input take care yeah, no bye bye Oh, thanks to Brad, as always, thanks to Brad there. Speaks a lot of sense and um, shows me that uh, I, I know very little about football. Thanks for watching, guys. A uh, bit of a long one. I don't, let me know. Let me know in the comments at the end of the show whether you actually enjoy um, watching the, uh, us doing the, the player ratings or not. Um, and we can see... Uh, see uh, whether we carry that on or not. It's a bit of fun. It's a bit of fun at the end. Next week, well, we we are here an awful lot next week. We're here. You've got me every night. I know. You're the lucky ones. You're the lucky ones. Um, on Monday at 7, we are here with the uh, opposition review. Uh, we're having a Brighton, a Brighton fan on, who I'm sure will be a lot more happy than we are. <laughs> we will be discussing and looking back at the game. And uh, thanks a lot, uh, uh, Brookline. Thank you very much for that. Um, yeah, we'll be seeing whether um, what his thoughts on the penalty and the uh, VAR decisions were. I have a feeling they might be slightly different to mine. Uh, Tuesday, welcome along at seven o'clock. Um, Craig will be joining me for the Millwall preview, and then uh, about 10 15 Wednesday night, post Millwall match, um, we will be with um, well, if he turns up, Brad, <laughs> if not, it might be me on my own. Uh, then on Thursday, it's the EPL prediction show. I've had a I've had a stinker this weekend. I think I got about two points. Uh, I've been let down by a lot of teams this week, including Leicester. Um, on Thursday, on Friday at seven, um, we've got the match preview. We've got the match preview with me and Craig for the Burnley game. And then 5.30 on Saturday, uh, we've got uh, the post-match show with Brad again, um, following on, I say, looking back at the Burnley game. So we're here a lot. You can't get rid of me. Um, David, good show, Chris. Always look forward to a live show of yours. Thank you very much, David. Thank you very much. Uh, as Scott says there, thank you for Scott for popping in. Uh, please subscribe and like this channel. Guys, you know, if if you can, you're watching on YouTube, give that little like button a, a, a press, smash the likes. It does actually help with our 
YouTube figures. I'm not sure how it works, but, you know, uh, it, it does help with that. You can donate to the channel if you want by pressing the dollar sign at the bottom. That is always appreciated. And um, if you're not on YouTube, if you can nip over to YouTube and give us a subscribe, that would be much appreciated as well. Without you guys, it wouldn't be worth us doing this. Um, my thanks to everybody that helps out. Scott, who, who mods in the chat there, and uh, Brad for coming on and giving us his honest opinion, as he always does. Um, yep. <sighs> I don't think I can watch match of the day tonight, can you? I think I might just say something rather loud that I shouldn't do. I've already had my rant tonight, got it off my chest, and it's a big chest to get the rant off. Uh, new display behind me, hope you like it. Uh, and we're back, like I say, tomorrow night at 7 o'clock with the Brighton fan. Oh, that's going to be rather painful. Have a good rest of the Sunday, and if you're watching it, Vigil, are you watching Vigil, the new line of duty? Yes. Maybe it's H that's doing all the killings. Hmm. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. suggestions or feedback head over right now to twitter and facebook and like share and get involved join us next time Podcast Network. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
Uh, participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans